Hello and welcome to the Sandro Forte podcast. Over the many years I've been running a business, I've met many, many successful people, entrepreneurs, sports stars, celebrities, and dare I say, even royalty. So what makes a person successful? Do we know what success is? And the all-important question, can we create success for ourselves? This podcast series invites a diverse group of people to share their insights, their wisdom, and the things they've learned along the way. Now, comedy and business aren't two words you usually associate with each other. Depends on who you work for, of course. But my guest today is Chris Tabish, a Silicon Valley businessman, author, and stand-up comedian who ingeniously introduces his clients to the use of comedy in the corporate world. He was himself the first to benefit from this clever concept when he turned to stand-up comedy in 2010 in an attempt to make his professional life more pleasurable. As a hugely successful businessman himself, he is the perfect advocate for the benefits of this method that he uses to help organizations make their own big success a reality. I have been so looking forward to this because he's a really funny guy. We're not going to ask him to tell jokes, but he's a guy worth listening to. So it gives me great pleasure to introduce today our guest on the Sandro Forte podcast, Chris Tabish. Woo, Sandra, thank you so much for that introduction. And thanks even more for taking the bribe. Really, you know, <laughs> means a lot. And I'm <laughs> great to be on the show. Um, yeah, I, I've uh, I've had to throw myself. Uh, I'm, I've been out on bending knee begging you to do this podcast. And you, you finally, uh, I, I think my bribe must have been bigger than yours. So thank you for joining us. Very good of you. So tell us, Chris, because we only have 30 minutes. And we've got to prize as much out of you as we can. Where did this incredible journey begin and what led to this amazing Silicon Valley career? So I would say it began, I, I mean, when I was young, very young, I had, I just love performing. I love making people laugh. It always brought me joy. And then, uh, you know, when we grew up, I, boy, we, I went to 12 different schools by the time I was a senior in high school, 12 different schools. So we moved around all the time. And it was this life of upheavals of fortune. One minute we had enough money to pay the rent and the next month we didn't. And so <laughs> the bills came due and so we moved. It was a really, really tough life. And so when I got into college, when I got into my career, which was consulting, I really was drawn to security. Anything to make, uh, you know, get a paycheck and be more secure. I'm sure a lot of people can uh, associate with that. I, and I think about 10 years ago, I woke up and realized, you know, just to, I don't know, how, Sandro, if you're a big Star Wars fan, but I was I was kind of a stormtrooper. You know, I was going in and <laughs> stealing money from villages and whatever, and, and just doing it because the Dark Overlord said, <laughs> go do it, uh, which is not a recipe for success. I can tell you that. Um, it's a recipe for financial success. It's a recipe for getting ahead in terms of maybe getting that next uh, promotion. But inside, I was just miserable. And I, I was, it, it came out of desperation. Uh, I've always wanted to do comedy, but now it was happened to be available and it happened to be, uh, you know, more anonymous than a shrink. So why not give it a try? And <laughs> instead of one person listening, you actually have 10 people listening. And quite frankly, it's a lot of fun. I, I, I started doing it just, just as an escape. Well, over time, what I realized is 
there are a lot of lessons that I can bring back into my professional career uh, that can make it more fun, more exciting. I'm actually doing a lot better and I'm being, uh, you know, getting the promotions, being perceived as a lot happier doing well. So that's that's kind of the, the where it started. Have you always been a funny guy? Depends on who you ask. My <laughs> wife doesn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I suppose that leads to the other question. Can anyone be funny, Chris? Yes, absolutely. And I, and I think uh, it, when you asked me if, if, I, if, if I've always been a funny guy, I've always, I guess if I look at the intention, I've always loved bringing joy to people through comedy. I love that. I just, it's, you know, you can't define the thing, why you love the things that you love. I think people can be funny. Anybody can be funny. But I think it's, if, if everybody's, if you look at comedy, Comedy's painted with this big, broad brush that says comedy. And so we think of the comedians that we think of, say, Jerry Seinfeld or Sam Kinison or Robin Williams. But if you if you peel back that layer of comedy, they're very different styles, very different things that they talk about. And what they're offering is the essence of them. And so if you look at anybody, I think if they if they quit comparing to what they think comedy is or what they think their favorite comedian does and just be authentic, uh, present individuals, the, the humor will just naturally flow. So absolutely. I, I'm very aware that I haven't answered your earlier question. You said, Sandra, are you a Star Wars fan? Chris, if I was, I wouldn't admit it to you. So <laughs> I that just, to, just to deal with that one. Um, I, what I loved about what you just said, I think a lot of pre uh, people, Chris, feel... You're right. People do paint this this idea of comedy with a kind of a bit this big broad brush, as you mentioned. Whereas, what you said, if I'm right, and I'm sorry if I'm paraphrasing slightly, is bringing joy to people, and that takes many forms. And, and I think that's what we love about you, and the reason why we really wanted you on this podcast. And I think you've articulated that really, really well. So, what was it about your working life that made made you think about wanting to become? more fulfilled was there a crossroads was there an epiphany was there that moment where you go oh my goodness i just don't I, i'm just going down the wrong road because there's a lot of people listening to this podcast chris who find themselves in that situation yeah i'll tell you exactly the moment it, it was it was such a crazy point it was almost the twilight zone so i'm i found myself working for uh, it was a fortune 500 company it was an individual that was extremely high up in the company. He was like a, an S, a senior vice president or an executive vice president. And, uh, and, and, and one of, so it was me and, and a person very close to me. We were both reporting into him. And the, <laughs> and the person who my peer came up to him and, and we were just, we're miserable. We don't understand this guy. He's making our life miserable. Uh, you know, and, and this has been happening for some time. And he, he asked him a question. He said, uh, Hey, um, you know, I, I, I to this person, he said, I'd really like to have a one-on-one -on -one with you. And the person looks at him and he says, uh, go to a room, sit down, pretend I was there, and think about what I would say. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. And, and this, is, this is kind of the crazy, and I, I can give you numerous examples, but this is the kind of crazy it, I, I was dealing with. I realized that, and then I came home and there was a big uh, chunk in the door. My wife loves it when I tell this story. Um, she, and, I, and I said, what's going on? What, what do the kids do? There's a big chunk missing out of the door. And she said, I'm so miserable because I feel the stress from you um, that I, I, I just ended up slamming a door. I was so frustrated. I can't take it out. I don't know where to put my energy. That's exactly how I was feeling. And so at that point, moment, I realized 
um, I, if I need to, you know, I, I'm making money, I'm doing good, and, and for what? So I can save money so my kids can get an education and live just like me. Oh, and, and that hit me so hard because I realized if I want my kids to pursue their dreams and if, and if I want them to pursue their dreams, then I had better pursue my dreams and starting with doing what brings me joy. And so that was, that was the turning point. I love it. So how can comedy, uh, lightheartedness, joy, all the different guises of comedy that you've alluded to already, Chris, how can comedy be helpful in business? Great question, Sandro. I, uh, so there are so many examples. I think just off of the top, and there's there's methods and there's techniques, but even conceptually, I just want people to, your listeners, and, and just to make sure they kind of understand that it's actually, a you know, it, it is a valuable tool. Take, I'll just take a simple example in business. Uh, in business, and we've all worked with people in business who are, they, they hold a grudge. They're, they're angry. They're thinking about yesterday. They're not present in the current situation. If I were to ask, and, and sorry, Sandra, to put you on the spot, it's part of the experiment, so bear with me. Um, <laughs> if I were to ask you, uh, you know, three jokes, let's just say even one joke, do you have a joke putting you on the spot that you could remember? Yeah. Do you have three? Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, you, uh, you are an exception to the rule. Most people... Well, if you put them on the spot, like, ah, maybe I can remember one or two, I, well, I'd have to think about it. However, if I were to ask the same person, name three things, name three people at work that pissed you off last Monday, they'd be like, oh, Billy, that's a, you know, <laughs> right. You are right off the bat, 100%, they'd be just naming them off and what they did. Comedy, comedy is an example and an inspiration for us all into how to let things go. We listen to comedy, we enjoy comedy, and we let it go. Anger, and it's teaching us. It's teaching us to say, when you do the same thing for anger, okay, you experienced anger, let it go. And so whether in business or in personal life, comedy is a guru. It helps us. It helps us grow and let things go. Just one, one quick example, mm. um, but many others, but... Um, so it sounds to me, Chris, from everything you've just said, that you and I are kindred spirits, two people that are struggling to grow up. Would that be true? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and could you hand me that fruit roll up when it, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Central. <laughs> I, I heard somebody once say, uh, don't grow up. It's a trap. Um, so, uh, how, how have principles of comedy helped you in business, Chris? Cause I'm, you know, let's, let's put the comedy to one side cause we don't want people to simply identify with you as a comedian cause you are a very successful businessman too. So how have the principles of comedy helped you in business? You've already given us an example, but have you got, can you expand on that point? So we get an understanding of how you go about your day-to-day -day life using, as I mentioned before, that, that joie de vivre, that, that energy that you clearly have, I mean, you can hear it in your voice. Absolutely. So I, I think when I when I used to when I used to uh, sorry, Sandro, going back to a Star Wars analogy, but uh, <laughs> you can you can listen to it in a dark room where no one's listening. But when, when I was a, a stormtrooper, so to speak, and I did things I did things because of other people, you know, hey, that's the way that it, you have to do it. That's the way that's what must be done. And I found myself doing business this way. I found myself if somebody said, hey, I need an analysis done 
or I need you to make a recommendation on which direction we should go in business. Well, often I would look outside of myself. I would do research from Gartner or Forrester. I would ask the powers that be, or I would look at other companies and other groups and what they're doing. And I would make a recommendation. And I was, I was pretty sure I was, you know, 70 to 90% uh, accurate with my recommendation. And I would say all these disclaimers. The one thing that I wouldn't do, however, is I wouldn't bring myself to that equation. Comedy helps in comedy. You have to have a point of view. In comedy, you can't get up on stage and you say, yeah, <laughs> what that comedian said before me, right? Am I right? Who's with me? You, you, yeah. you can't do that. You've you got to have a point of view and you've got to say what you like, what you don't like, what's interesting to you, what's uh, irreverent to you. And I wasn't doing that in business. Um, if, if I told you a joke right now, say, okay, let me just uh, – so my daughter, um, she, she comes up to me and she goes, Daddy, I love cats. And sometimes, Daddy, I wish you were a cat. And I was like, well, why do you wish Daddy was a cat? And she goes, because then I'd have a cat. So <laughs> I told you a joke. <laughs> whether, that, whether you think that's funny or not it isn't, isn't relevant. That The relevant thing is you knew. You knew 100% within you whether it was funny or wasn't it. You didn't need to go out and research Gartner. You didn't need to go out and research the industry. You inherently knew. Mm. That is what I wasn't bringing to business. And as a result of comedy, I bring that to business every day. If you look in my experience and my observation, who is successful in business, they're bringing what's inside of them. Yes, they might do research, and I'm not saying just go by the gut 100%. I'm saying, but, but you got to have a point of view. What's important to you? What drives you? What's your intention? Bring that every day to your business. Let's just jump now to your book, because everything you've just said uh, leads me to the next obvious question. Tell us about your book, Comediology, which is a great title. Explain what comediology means, Chris. Yeah, and, and thanks for uh, <clears throat> and, uh, pronouncing that right. You're, I think you're the first uh, podcast host in 100, <laughs> so Sandra, well done. <laughs> um, yeah, so Comediology, I, I, I think of it as a, as a fun business book. You know, you have business books over here on the left that are uh, have a lot of good information, but yeah, sometimes they're dry to read. And on the right-hand side, you have comedy books that are a blast to read, but they don't really have any information that can help you in business. And I put comediology in the – it's a fun business book. And so there are lessons. Each lesson, for example, one lesson is uh, knowing your why. And so I talk about the the, the comedy what, – what happened to me with comedy in knowing your why. And I'll just tell you quickly. Uh, so I, I used to think comedy – was about getting up there and regurgitating jokes. And let me tell you, after a hundred times being on stage, it's not a recipe for doing Sam comedy. You, what I found out was you have to bring the reason that you're up there. I, and I was up there to, to connect with people and to find joy with people. What I found was when I brought that to the stage, it was. It didn't even matter. I I I, I have a, an example where I used a, a punchline and I used this joke over and over and over again. It wasn't getting laughs. It was getting medium rare laughs at the best. The time that I turned and I said, "I'm going to bring myself and I'm going to find joy and connect with people," I, I I used the same joke, but I totally messed up the punchline. And I stood there. I'm like, "Well, I messed up that punchline," and people laughed. 
I was present with them. I was having fun. And so bringing my why to the stage, why I'm there, made such a difference. And so I talk about in the book, getting back to your question, what my comedy story was in the start of it. And then I apply it to a business situation. Uh, in business, you know, using that same example, you know, we've, we've gone through so many, anybody who's done business has said, well, how, why are we doing that? That's what the boss said. So that's what we got to do. Okay. Get to work. Not really understanding the why, but if we understand the why it makes us so much more impactful. Um, a lot of my business happens to do with technology. And so a lot of times it was, we need to implement salesforce.com or whatever the technology is. And so I'm interacting with these salespeople like, hey, you need to come to the you need to come to the meeting and we're going to talk about the code and the lot. They're like, I don't even know what 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 is one point twenty two gigawatts. What are you even talking about? <laughs> and, and then if I knew the why, oh, it's to make our salespeople more successful. Well, right off the bat, don't come to this meeting. I'll give you a call. And by the way, uh, your inside sales is much more effective in Asia Pac than it is in America's. So you might want to look at that process. I can immediately add value because I know the why. So that's what the book is about. Uh, and it, it's, it's like I said, probably eight to 12 different concepts of comedy. Try to make it fun as possible. Try to talk about the comedy stories and then business stories. So it really brings it home and how you can use it and actually put it into your everyday life. Okay, great. Uh, really good answer. I'm going to ask you two questions in one now, if I may, just to expand on that point. I'm going to ask you about another couple of other parts of your career and your journey in life, Chris. Uh, I think part A would be, you know, what if I don't want to be a stand-up comedian? Can comediology help me? That would be uh, part number one. And part number two, how do you integrate the principles of comediology to help your management consulting clients? Because, of course, that's another string to your bow, isn't it? So um, just to expand on comediology... I, I know I, I'm, I don't have the, the natural flair that you do. I hear what you say, Chris, but it's clear. I, I couldn't think of anything worse than standing on a stage and trying to connect with, a, with an audience, never mind crack a joke. Uh, but also, how do I integrate all those principles that you talk of to help my business grow? Yeah, Sandra, I'm really glad you asked that question. <clears throat> the, I, I think the, the last thing I want people to take away from the book is going to a board meeting and saying, hey, why did the chicken cross the road? That's not, <laughs> not at all. I, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work, Chris. I want my money back. No, I think, um, I think the point is uh, I, I, it really is intention for people who are not interested in stand-up comedy, never going to be stand-up comedians. In fact, that's why I, because if you're a stand-up comic, you probably really understand those lessons and can bring those into the business world. These are for people who aren't necessarily going to venture into that world, but really want to leverage them in the business world. And so, you know, I would say, I would say a couple of things, you know, getting back to the basics of of comedy. And it, it, like I said, I, I think finding your own voice, I think being present, um, being humble and being authentic, just that alone, calling a spade a spade where there's an elephant in the room, you know, call it out, but do it in a, in a, in a humble way, do it in an authentic way. Not humor will naturally flow, but it, more importantly, um, you'll get things on the table. You'll work things through, um, being, uh, and, and, and whereas you, if you are living in the past or if you are holding on to grudges, 
you're not going to be able to work those things through as easily without comedy. I think another thing is, is actually bringing comedy, even if you're not a, a comedian. And by the easiest way to do that and the least offensive way to do that in a corporate situation is, is making fun of yourself. I mean, if you are you know, going to a room and you can't get your PowerPoint to work and you're, uh, and you're like, hey, thanks for coming and witnessing me at the pinnacle of my career. That kind of stuff, people just like, no one can give, can find that offensive. You're just having fun at your own own expense. But here's the thing: when when you're actually having fun and enjoying, and and it, it opens it up and, and invites people into you, and people love that. People get behind you. People are cheering you on because you are you're saying, "Hey, I, I'm not perfect." Um, I think what happens a lot of times in business is we do look at the person across the room. They're well dressed. They're well spoken. They have you know, look at their pedigree. It's pretty impressive. We get intimidated. We make up our own story. Are they a threat? Well, if the person lets them in and talks about some of the goofy things that happen or what happened on the way to work and it's funny and they bring in some levity, it's, it's, a, it's just people want to be affiliated with that. They actually did a study where they had these people watching uh, videos some of the videos were funny. Some of the videos were not so funny. And then they patched in a video of someone else watching the same video with them. And naturally, the person that was watching the video with them, sometimes they would laugh with the person. Sometimes they wouldn't. At the end of that, they asked the person, they said, hey, well, of those people, you know, who did you like? Who did you want to be affiliated with? And hands down, it was the person that was laughing at the same time they were. They were likable. I want to get to know them. They had the same views as I did. Uh, the funny thing was it wasn't even actually live people. <laughs> they were just being – it was video clips of people laughing at various times. But that's that's the power of comedy. It connects us. And once you're connected and once you build that trust, man, business is so much more fun and easier and fulfilling. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So uh, just to take one step back, because I just want to explore this in a bit more detail because it will resonate with so many of our tens of thousands of listeners now, I'm very pleased to say. Why is why is feeling, in addition to thinking, so important, Chris? My brain's working fast, so go with me a second because there's another part to this question. And how do I understand my why? You spoke of that earlier on. So why is feeling, in addition to thinking, so important uh, in life and business? And how do I really find my why? A lot of people struggle with that. Yeah, I think I think feeling and thinking and and if you if you're in business, you understand I think communication is the number one uh, uh number one ask on a resume or or when people are looking for a job. If you look at any, you know, job requisition, communication is always either number one or very high up there. People spend a lot of money on <clears throat> learning how to communicate where to hold their hands, where to put their eye contact. And, and what I've learned, and, and, and I'm sure, Sandro, you and, and the listeners have experienced this, when you're talking with somebody and it's coming from them authentically, when they feel it in their heart and soul, it doesn't matter what's on the PowerPoint. It doesn't matter where they're putting their hands. Their hands, their body language naturally follows what they're talking about. Their eye contact naturally follows where they need to, uh, what they need to do. That more than anything else is so profoundly impactful that it can really make 
changes in your business or in what you're trying to do to accomplish something rather than just being in your head. When you're being in your head, people, that's not, that doesn't connect people from an idea perspective. Oh, that's a good idea. Or it isn't a good idea, but when you're behind it and when they can feel your soul and your might, it, it moves mountains. Mm. At what point do you set up uh, Venture West Consulting, Chris? Was so... A result of your, was it as a result of your stand-up comedy, or did it you know emerge from something else? Yeah, I would say uh, it wasn't necessarily an, a direct result. Um, I started doing comedy in 2010, and I started Venture West Consulting. Uh, I actually started a, 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 another company in 2016, and later was merged with Venture West Consulting in 2018. I, I would say that doing comedy and it gave me the courage to actually, you know, finding my own voice, what my own opinion, what I wanted to do, gave me the courage to, to then start my own consulting company. What does it mean to you to work more? It said, word I've seen uh, connected with you many times. What does it mean to you, Chris, to work more humanistically? Yeah, I think to work more humanistically, I think we we so often, especially in Silicon Valley, we so often get into the... Uh, into the left part of our brain, into the analytical part of our brain. Um, you know, let's talk about uh, the the digits and let's talk about the, the releases. Let's talk about the math. Let's talk about the dates instead of really stopping to connect with the people that we're working with, really uh, trying to understand if I'm a recipient of this, what is it going to look like? What is it going to land like? Trying to understand, taking those human values, again, that we get from comedy, um, being authentic, uh, being, you know, being present with another person. Um, it's always easy to go to content, and I think you need content. But what about the person that you're interacting with? Are you really trying to connect with them as an individual and trying to make, or are you just spewing information? Are you really listening to them? Are you, or are you really just trying to get in your next point? And so I think just really finding that human connection as you go through business, as opposed to just focusing on the business. Right. Good answer. I, I just want to bring you back uh, so that we can uh, give our listeners a sense of perspective of where, where you've come from on your journey. You left behind, didn't you, Chris, a high-level position. So what was it about this this venture that you felt so confident, compelled, and passionate about that it was worth taking that risk? Because there's a lot of people out there that have got a great idea, they've got an aspiration or a goal or an objective, and they just can't get off the spot. So, you know, again, no one is better qualified than you looking at your CV and hearing everything I've heard from you today. Um, what advice would you give to people that are really struggling to start that bit of momentum that they know will ultimately get them to where they want to get to? Yeah, Sandra, what I would say is, uh, so in the, in the States, um, we have a, a concept called the 401k. I think in, in uh, London, you call it the, the pe a pension plan. Yes, that's right. Uh, where, where, yeah, and I think people are generally familiar with this. If you're in business, you're saving money month, week after week, month after month. And at the end of your career, all of a sudden you have money that's going to sustain you without working an, another day conceptually. That's, that's the intention. People are familiar with this. However, even though they're familiar with this and they see the road ahead after the first month, after the first three months, even after the first few years, they're like, okay, I got, uh, 
I got 2000, you know, euros in there or $2,000 in there. What, what's that going to do? You know, that's like maybe, a, you know, a month of, of salary or whatever it is. And they, and, and you lose faith in that. Um, but after over time, it's like, whoa, after five, 10, 15 years, you're like, I cannot believe how much that's accumulated. And I have confidence that's that, that that's going to sustain me. The same thing is in it, it for me is in comedy, um, which trans transpired to, to would translated to comedy, but in anybody's life, if there's something inside of them, I like to call it a creative 401k or a creative pension. What are you doing? If So every day I woke up, I woke up early. I woke up at like way earlier than I normally do, um, like five o'clock. And I would, I would sit and I would write. Sometimes it was 15 minutes. Sometimes it was for an hour. Sometimes it was for two hours, whatever, but just a, a, a certain amount. And I was investing in this pension plan, investing in my creative 401k. After some time, the same thing happened. You know, the first few days, first few months, I was like, oh, this is horrible. But then it was like after and it took me three years to write the book. It was like, hey, this is something I'm really happy with this. I'm really excited about this. And it wasn't so much I have confidence to jump and, and here we go. It was I I cannot go on without sharing this with other people because I think it will really help them. So I would say uh, the, the two things, again, just investing in that on a regular basis. It's going to feel so weird and so awkward the first few times. Then it starts to pick up and flow. And after a month or two months or a year, you will have the confidence. You can't help but have the confidence because you invested and you built this thing. Um, and then the second thing is I would just, you know, if it's, if it's about the other people that you're helping, it will just carry you. If it's about yourself, it becomes weird and vain and there's a few pictures I won't show. But anyway, but if it's about other people, that's what carries it through. Really great advice. So small steps, developing habits, all that amazing stuff that, of course, many of us know, but we just fail to uh, implement. So, Chris, final couple of questions. Um, first question is, how do we find out more about Chris Tabish? So we mentioned the book. Please mention it again. Uh, website, social media stuff, all the things we know in order to find out more. Awesome. Thanks, Sandro. Yes, I uh, love to connect with people. And so uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. The website is comediology.com. You can download it from uh, Audible. Uh, it's also on Amazon and would love to hear from you. So please, if even if it's uh, love the book, areas for improvement, whatever, love to connect with listeners. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty responsive as well. And you can chalk me up as one of your uh, followers for sure. We'll, we'll, we'll be connecting. Awesome, Sandra. Thank you. Final question, Chris. Um, and of all the podcast guests, uh, and I love the way you approach life and business. And thank you for sharing so openly with us today on the Sandro Forte podcast. Uh, final question. A young version of Chris Tabish, if we can even imagine such a thing. But this young boy uh, throws himself up onto dad's knee and says, right, dad, I'm about to go and tackle the big wide world. Given all of your amazing experience to date, Chris, the highs and the lows, the, the pitfalls, the challenges, all the successes, if you could bottle that or encapsulate it all in one or two simple sentences, what advice would you give to Chris Tabish Jr.? Uh, I would I would say, first off, uh, wake up and, and stop looking at the, <laughs> the kid next to you. <laughs> um, no, I, I would say uh, a quote that I've used in my book by Oscar Wilde is, be yourself because everybody else is taken. And I, and I love that quote. I think just finding your own voice, listening to what's inside of you will, if you invest in that, it will 
unfold into something beautiful and amazing and inspiring and will help liberate others. So be yourself. I love that. That's a really good way to end this podcast, which has been a real joy today. And thank you for for giving us so many takeaways. I knew it was going to be fun and I wasn't disappointed. And I'm sure I speak on behalf of many, many listeners across many countries in saying thank you for being a, a, an absolutely superb guest today, Chris. Uh, wishing you continued success in all you do. We will definitely check the book out. I'm going to avail myself of a copy and we'll offer it as a prize because there'll be lots of people wanting to grab a copy of that. Uh, and hopefully lots of people will be connecting with you as well. Sandra, you are amazing at what you do and uh, it's impressive the results that you've had. Thank you so much for having me as a guest and I look forward to connecting with you further. The pleasure has been all ours. Chris Tavish, thanks for being a great Sandra Forte podcast guest. Thank you, sir. Well, thank you for joining us on the Sandro Forte podcast today. Wasn't Chris Tavish great? I've enjoyed every minute of that. Each week, remember, we've got a new guest joining us to share their own insights into achieving success or, of course, overcoming life challenges. Please make sure you subscribe. Follow us on social media. Sandro's podcast. You'll be astonished the number of people who leave the S out. Sandro's plural podcast. Same on all channels. If you want to email us with a question, it's still hello at sandrospodcast.com. Leave those reviews on iTunes. Connect with me, Sandro Forte, on social media too. It's the real Sandro Forte on Instagram. And remember, if you like and share our posts, you will be automatically entered into a draw to win one of the prizes donated by one of our fabulous guests. Until this time next week and another Chris Tavish or someone just like him, goodbye for now. <laughs>